My dear listener, let me ask you how much time you spend thinking and how much time you spend feeling. And when should the thinking part take over? Shall it ever? And what would happen if we only tell how we feel? So, how do you feel right now? Hello and welcome to another episode with me, Anna Yelen, a keynote speaker, explorer, life lover and thinker. Just last evening I had a chat with three wonderful ladies and we talked about this topic, the benefits of thinking and feeling and what it is and how we could use it wisely. All agreed that no one learned how to express feelings in spoken words. And we think that it has become more normal to talk about feelings today. Now, I was lucky enough to have used my writing as a kid. So, however I felt, I put it into my diary daily. It was mostly about being in love and my pranks at school. But that was how I expressed my feelings. And I also think that Dad was brilliant at writing letters. That is how he told us how he felt. And oh boy, we received many beautiful letters. I mean, you have no idea what they mean to me because they were also filled with simple wisdom. And when I'm in grief, I express my feelings through painting. And that is maybe the first and most crucial point. Somehow... We must express our feelings. We shouldn't ignore our feelings and least of all suppress them. I imagine the body would react with sickness if we do so. Another very interesting thing was what another friend of mine said yesterday. She said, I always thought I could only express my feelings to someone else if the other one would be fine with it. And I know exactly what she meant. The fear of hurting someone by telling how you feel. So that is where my thinking brain kicks in. How could I say how I feel without hurting the other? And then the thinking part takes over and tries to find a nice strategy. The good thing is, I was able to practice this this morning. So this is what I said. I said, look, I might hurt you with what I will say, and maybe not, but this is how I feel. I feel that blah, 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 blah. It was easy. It was easy. I didn't overthink. I only went into how do I feel about this? Yeah. I don't know about you. But let me ask you again, how much time do you spend thinking? And of course, there is nothing wrong with thinking. I am a thinker and I genuinely love it. I also know that it is absolutely exaggerated. I tend to overthink in areas where I should let my feelings tell the truth. And that's why I started tackling this. 
thinking is a cognitive process and is suitable for solving problems, analyzing stuff, making plans, decision making, even for innovation. Feeling is an emotional process that is good for perceptions, also decision making, also plans, relationships and intuition. Looking at it that way, I want them both. Yeah, I want them both. And what I'm learning right now is to play with it. When would it be better to let the thinking part take over? And when is it better to let the feeling part take over? Even though many voices would say that the feeling part is the more honest part, which I find a fascinating argument. Think about it. That the feeling part is the more honest part. Let me share a short story perfectly illustrating the struggle between feeling and thinking. A few nights ago, I stood in the kitchen well past midnight. That day, I had been boxing and ice bathing twice and working and suddenly here I was on the way to bed and I was hungry. So there I was, my feelings screaming to make some spaghetti. On the other hand, my thinking brain was trying to be the voice of reason, reminding me of, you can't eat spaghetti just before going to bed. In a dramatic showdown between my emotional and rational self, I stood frozen in the kitchen. I felt like being in a cheesy movie scene where the protagonist faces a life-changing decision. And after a few moments of intense internal debate, my feelings won, convincing me that cooking spaghetti now and then eating them would make me so happy. Oh dear me, it's exactly what happened. When I was eating my pasta, I was so content. Did I sleep well after this? Not really, but I didn't care. Sometimes letting your feelings lead the way can result in joyous, though maybe slightly guilty moments. And it also led me to ponder the balance between feeling good in the moment and thinking about the longer-term consequences. But come on, come on, eat spaghetti after midnight. It should be normal. It just should be normal. Some people are extremely good with their gut feeling. You ask them a question which they can only answer with yes or no and they will answer it directly because they just feel the correct answer for themselves. Try it, it's fun. And see if you are someone who's really good with the gut feeling. Now, Imagine that both parts are balanced or in equilibrium. Ask yourself this critical question. How does this balance influence decisions, relationships and well-being? I repeat because it's such a good question. Okay, if it is in equilibrium, the brain and the heart, the thinking and the feeling, 
How does this balance influence decisions, relationships and well-being? Well-being. It would make a huge difference, don't you think? Therefore, I am reading a book about philosophy. I know that you'll find the two opinions, as we always do. We have like Descartes, a philosopher from the 17th century, saying cogito ergo sum, which means I think, therefore I am. And you have Hume, another philosopher from the 18th century, saying reasoning is the slave of passion. Or if you want to dig into psychology, I would suggest looking at cognitive behavioral therapy. This includes thoughts, behaviors and feelings and is a talking therapy that can help you manage your problems problems by changing the way you think and behave. Also very interesting. I leave it up to you how you feel or think about all this. Do you know what I wish for? A world where our thinking and feelings are the best of friends sitting together in that boat. Imagine schools where kids would learn the art of thoughtfulness alongside the science of kindness. Or imagine workplaces where your emotional IQ is just as celebrated as your brilliant brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's sprinkle a little bit of this magic into our worlds. My dear listener, that's all for today. One more thing. I learned at my podcast coaching with Marco that I should come up with a call to action thingy in the end. So here it is. I challenge you to try this week the following. Each day, take a moment to pause and ask yourself, what am I feeling right now and what am I thinking? Write it down, sing it out, paint it or share it with someone, share it with me, whatever feels right. But here's the twist. Mm -hmm. Pair it with a feeling for every thought. And for every feeling, explore a thought that accompanies it. Yeah, mm -hmm, I know it's not that easy, but it is fun to explore. And now look at me, I'm coming up with another call to action. Please press the button to follow me wherever you listen to my podcast, rate my podcast or book me for a one-to-one coaching session. Voila. (laughs) That's all. And now... Until next time, when I am back in your ears, keep living, loving, laughing, eating, boxing, doing, being, sleeping. Mm -hmm. Take care, my dear ones out there. Bye-bye. Bye. And maybe I'll do a babbling episode next week. Mm. Mm, Could be. You know, where I'm going to tell you about... Oh, I'm I'm having a speech next week in Zurich, which is going to be exciting. Very exciting. Hmm. I'm so happy when I can talk about time. Yeah. Okay. 
That's all. Bye. Take care. Bye.